If you are feeling like your marriage is broken, it's a mess, it's a disaster, it's making you feel horrible, then this podcast is for you. And by the way, you're not the only one, sis. There's about thousands and thousands, tens of hundreds of thousands, if I cannot tell you, um, women out there struggling with the same problem. In fact, so many of them call me every week. And the thing is, there is actually some hope. There are so many things you can do. And this entire month, if you feel hopeless about that marriage that you have, don't, sis, because things could always be better or they could always be worse. There's actually so much room for improvement. I know you're like, but it's not me, it's him. Like if he could just, but he won't and blah, blah. Don't worry about that. Don't get caught up in that. So today we're going to help you out. We're doing this whole kickoff for the next couple podcasts to really skill up with our sisters on how to strengthen our marriages in Islam. Today we're going to talk about the six ways to destroy your marriage. And then you're like, wait a minute, um, could you tell me six ways to fix it? I think that would be more productive. Oh no, sis, we're going to talk about six ways first. We'll get into the fixing. We promise, inshallah. We're going to get into it a lot this next couple of weeks, but we want to get into six ways to destroy it because you might just be doing some of them or all of them. Let's find out. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week on topics you care about. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. We always have new sisters coming in. And we always had a ton of sisters telling us all about how much they're loving the topics that we're covering. But actually, we give credit to you because you guys give it to us. 95% of the topics, you guys suggest them. If you want to suggest me a podcast, DM me, Mindful Muslima on Instagram. All right. Don't forget, guys, below our show notes before I start, um, we're going to be talking today about marriage. There is a link down there. If you want to get more information for free on how to fix your marriage, there is a link down there to a free class that we're opening up October 19th, a long-awaited class on how to boost your marriage according to the Quran and Sunnah. We're going to get more specific on how to fix that marriage. But today and these couple podcasts after, we're going to give you little snippets here and there. And um, we hope that they will help our sisters to find out how they can increase their marriage. But it takes some open-mindedness. That's just keep it real here. The things I'm going to share with you require you to reflect. And that's what we're supposed to do in, in Islam, right? Reflect. And part of muraqaba and being mindful and, and thinking about um, your life and, you know, all the stuff we're supposed to do in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to reflect. If we're just going to kind of like label something as done or broken or unfixable, it's kind of going to just stay like it is. But we have to open our mind. We have to say, no, there's a solution out there. I just haven't found it yet. And you have to approach this podcast with that mindset. Because today we're going to talk about six ways to destroy your marriage. And why many of you are like, no thanks, sis, that's already done. <laughs> Things are not so amazing. What I want to say is that you have so much more control than you think. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has so much more control than we give him credit for. So we're going to help us just return to that understanding of Allah having control and then come into the understanding that there are things right now 
that we might be doing that are contributing to the failing of our marriage. And until we understand what those are and keep a pulse on them, we're going to struggle to make it better. So that's why we're starting with that today. So it's kind of like cleaning house. There's six sure ways to destroy your marriage, and we want to make sure that we're not doing any of them. So let's start at least where we're not in the wrong. We are sure your husband could be doing a ton of other things. Um, I have a ton of sisters telling me all the time, he's not um, you know, spending time with me. He's not praying. He's addicted to this. I just found out he's doing that. I mean, we could go on for days right, about what they're doing. We, we know that. But any healthy approach to anything, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasul encourage us the same way. Any approach to any relationship starts with us. And see, here's the thing. Nobody wants to deal with the us part. That's not so comfortable. That's not so fun. It's so much easier just to point the finger at him and be like, yeah, he's doing X, Y, Z. Can somebody help me out? Like, look what I have to deal with. And I get it. And I think all of us women, we go through that. Like, I know my myself, I can totally relate to that, you know, feeling because as a woman, we always feel like we see stuff that like, oh, uh, you know, like, why does that have to be like that with my husband? And that's just typical. You're not going to find young ladies who are listening to this and unmarried. You're not going to find any guy who doesn't rub you the wrong way at some shape or form. So like, Let's just keep it. It's not a Disney marriage. This is, this is real life. But it doesn't mean it has to be bad. And it doesn't mean it isn't fixable. See, that's the beautiful thing. It's called growth mindset, right? There's a solution we just haven't found it yet. So let's get into the six ways to destroy our marriage. That way we make sure without a shadow of a doubt, we're not contributing to any of this because all we need is to pour more fuel to the fire, right? We don't need it. He's already got things that we need to help him or he needs to help himself with or whatever it is, but we need to make sure that we're in a good headspace and everyday um, situation first. So let's dive right into those. Right before you do, don't forget to go down and click on that link so you can make sure you get access to the seats that are available. We're going to open up that class for probably only about a week, maybe a week and a half. You want to get in there. You want to get that free info. And as usual, we always end up giving you a free gift to walk away with too. And that's how we take care of our sisters. Last reminder, the book club, get in it. We'll be talking about relationships in the book club too. Another place to get amazing feedback and to sit in a live space with tons of women internet it's like an international book club and it's not really a book club it's kind of like a sister space where we all get to just chat as women about things that are important and improve ourselves in the process so do not miss that it's going to open we just announced if you're on our email list we just announced it's september 26th we're going to open it up you guys chose again sundays at 10 a.m so that's what we're eastern standard time so that's what we're going with we let the women choose and we pick the women like the time they pick the most and that was it we asked all the women we sent out surveys and alhamdulillah alhamdulillah so inshallah business ta'ala um we will be um starting that then all right let's get into it now number one the number one first way to destroy your marriage and and they're 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 going to be very diverse. So listen up for all of them. The first one is by not um, being sensitive or insightful about your husband's preferences. And I'm going to say this to both spouses. So in case there's a guy listening, we do have guy listeners. I tend to ignore them. I'm sorry because this is more like a women's podcast. But they are more than welcome to listen and learn and grow as well. We do not discriminate. So no problem. But we're going to say spouse to be fair, to investigate 
or be sensitive or care about or be privy to your spouse's preferences. It is not the most positive, helpful thing when you're like, oh, he likes that? Too bad for him. What can we do? I don't do that. <laughs> okay. I don't do dishes. I don't press clothes. I don't, you know, do this and that. Like, if your partner has a particular preference, I want you to be them for a moment. Okay. Because I'm sure you have particular preferences. I know you do. And I know you wish your husband would care about those preferences, don't you? I prefer for you not to throw your socks on the floor. I prefer for you <laughs> to like, you know, not just like, I don't know, some men do this. They just take off their clothes and they leave them like right there. And you're like, the hamper is one foot away. Could you just bend down, pick it up, put it? That's just my preference. It's not the end of the world. I just prefer if you would do that, that would be amazing. Or like, I prefer if you didn't scroll on your phone the entire time you were sitting with me. I prefer that you didn't do that. I hear women say that all the time. Like, you know, and they don't say that to him. They don't say, hey, honey, I prefer. They say it another way. But I'm just making you understand that you too have preferences, right? I prefer that my husband doesn't tell me things last minute. Like people are coming right now. You know, you're going to be cooking for all of them. Like we have guys that do that all the time. So here's the thing. Wouldn't you just love for people to care about your preferences? Come on now, be fair. So if you had your husband say, yeah, you know what? I will do that, honey. I will pick up those clothes. I'm not going to leave them right there. You prefer that? That's important to you? That's important to me too. Okay. And then you... You, what, you want me to give you a heads up of at least a week so you could shop and prepare for those random people that I'm going to bring over on a Thursday night? Yes, that's important to you. That's important to me too. Sure, I'm going to do that. Oh, you, don't, you want to put this phone down and pay attention to you and act like you matter to me? Absolutely, I'm going to do that. How would your marriage change if your husband would just say those words to you? You'd be like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. He loves me. He cares. Well, guess what? When we say, I don't do that, you know, I'm not going to cook that. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do that. I don't want that to all of his preference or even one or two of them, to be fair, that are really important to him. Do you know what we're saying to him? I don't care about you. It's a silent, I don't care about you. And you're like, that's not what I mean. I just wasn't raised like that. I just don't do that. Well, maybe he wasn't either. So here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this for the rest of what's going on in the podcast. What you're going to learn and what I'm going to learn in life is that if you want to fix the relationships around you, any relationship with your parents, your husband, whatever, you have to first fix what is going on with you, what is going on with you and Allah. That is the best advice in my life I was ever given. I took it to the bank. I followed it. It was the best thing for me. All my relationships changed with my children, with my husband, and every day they could get even better. If I continuously am mindful, right? That's why we have mindful Muslimah. Continuously mindful about how I approach things because it will directly impact how other people treat me. And so we're going to do things for the sake of a lot. If you find like, I can't do that for him. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't, he did this to me. And you're going to, we're going to talk about that stuff in a minute too. But then you are going to struggle. I'm just going to be frank. You're going to struggle. We have to at some level do things for the sake of a lot. So for the sake of Allah, because I came into this marriage and marriage is half my deen, I'm going to do this and be the better person. I'm going to do this and do this. I need you to start putting that in your mind. It's not about him. It's about you being accountable for what you contribute to the relationship. So we're going to start with K. 
caring about his preferences. My husband, let me just tell you about my husband's preferences, not like you need to know, but I'm just giving you an example, right? My husband's preferences is for things to be crispy and not fluffy. Like it is incredibly important to him because when things are crispy and not fluffy, like what is that? I'm talking about like clubs, like bread and stuff. Like if I bring him some big, thick, fluffy bread, some people will be like, awesome, rip off a piece, dunk that in some hot soup or marak or something. And they're like, yummy, right? That's great. Not my husband. He'll be like, hmm. And he'll pick through it and be like that. And like, he won't complain. He won't say anything to me. He'll just eat a lot less and he won't be so happy. So what I do is I make sure that if I'm going to serve certain things, they're thinner, they're crispier, they're whatever. Believe me, even if I get a pizza, a halal pizza from the store, he's just like, why didn't you get the thin crust? And I'm like, oh, I forgot. I'm so sorry. So it, it's just like important to him. It's a preference. When he feels like his preferences are considered it makes him happier when he eats. When he's happier when he eats, he's nicer to me after. I mean, like it's a win-win for everybody. So it's not a big deal. It just means me being a little bit more mindful. All right. That's just a teeny, teeny, weeny example. Just giving you a little something that you could do every day. What ways right now today, let's give you a little actionable item. What are some of your husband's preferences? Think about them. What? Just one of them that you could do better starting today. Can you do one? I'm sure you could, right? So let's do that. Just one. And as you care about him more and the more of those you do, and you're just like so considerate, right? Then he's going to start to be like, hmm, he's going to indirectly feel more inclined to do things for you. And this is how human psyche works. Forcing him to pick up the clothes is not your best bet. Doing things that he loves and saying, I did it because I know it's important to you. I know I'm, you know, I'm just trying to trying more lately to do things more important to you. Little kiss on the cheek. He's gonna be like, hmm, maybe he'll think twice before picking up the clothes. It's not a it's not a it's not a promise, kids. <laughs> it's not a promise, ladies. But at the same time, alhamdulillah, it's the way you get human behavior to change. A lot of you say, How can I get my husband to change? It's not by forcing him. That's a secret. Just letting you know. You don't do, you should be doing. And let's get into number two, should. All right. Another way to destroy your marriage is telling your husband all the time what he should be doing. And to be fair, because I'm saying this because I'm talking to women, but to be fair, I'm going to say it. It's actually for men and women for telling your spouse you should be doing this or you shouldn't be doing this. Nobody wants to be told what they should be doing. It's not inspirational. It doesn't make them want to do it more. You think it does. Like, hey, you know, it would be great if you could do this or you should be doing this or why don't you do this? Like, and so there's many versions of the same thing. They should be doing. See, they interpret it as criticism. I want to ask you a question. When somebody criticizes you about the way you clean your kitchen or the way you take care of your kids or the way you do your hair or the way you drive, how do you feel towards that person? Are you like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I love when you tell me how much I suck at things. Do you love that? I don't. <laughs> I know you knew. I'm not be a little playful in this one because we have to. This is a very sensitive subject. I'm aware, but we have to lighten up a bit and take a little bit of a of a, a responsibility in the sense that we have to make sure that the things we're doing, even if we're right, see, you could be very right. He really should pick those things up. It's a little bit rude and inconsiderate. He really probably should, you know, like get off his phone when he sits next to you. We're aware that that's kind of really not the best manners. We're aware. We're not saying you're wrong. 
We're saying we're trying to help you on how to fix it because us saying you should be doing this, you should be, it's just not going to work. So what can we do instead? Well, telling him in a loving way is great. It's much more effective. Hey, honey, I would love it if you could do this. Could you help me a little bit? It's a little hard during the day, blah, 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 blah. I would love it if is a great way to say it to him instead and without sarcasm and without rudeness. We're not going to be like, I would love it if, if you stop doing that. Like, that's not what we're saying, okay? has to be with a sincere and loving and empathetic tone. You're going to get more out of that than the other way. And FYI, not every guy is going to do everything you've always wanted him to do. So you're going to have to pick your battles. You're going to have to say, well, like, what is super important to me? Like, hey, I would love you if you didn't cheat on me. That's a big difference, right? So we're talking about the fact that we want to make sure in this episode that if our marriage is struggling, first thing we need to do is check all the things that could be happening right now from our side that could be contributing to it the ways we could be destroying the marriage. So number one is not being privy to their preferences. According to the prophet, peace be upon him, you know, he would notice the things his wife was doing and loved and he would cater towards them. And the mothers of believers would do the same. This is this beautiful example. And in the marriage class that we're doing, um, it's kind of the intro to an entire program that we're going to have, which is going to teach you exactly how to be a wife by according to the Quran and Sunnah. Why should that be important to you? Because listen, it's like the A players, knowing how the A players had the best married people, the married couples who were going to Jannah, the secrets on how they kept amazing marriages. Why, as we as Muslims, would not want to be privy to how the best marriages existed, what they did to have amazing, loving marriages where they went to Jenna together. So I feel like that's something that women need. So we created an entire program to teach that to women. And we're going to open up the first piece of that on October 19th. And so inshallah, I want you to know more help is coming. But for now, you have to start thinking about what we're doing that could be making it worse. And we want to make sure we're not. So instead of saying you should do this, you should do that. Why don't you do that? We're going to say, honey, I would love it if this it really means a lot to me. I was struggling today. The kids are really, um, they're so high energy and the house is becoming a mess as it is. I would love it if you could just try just to put it in the hamper. It would mean the world to me. Like you're going to get so much more out of that than the aggressive way that we might be doing it or the silent treatment or the snippy attitude or like you get me sis, it's just going to work out. So let's try to try and that's all we can do. Okay. Number three, how we say things. How we say things is just as important as what we say. I myself am guilty a thousand times over of not considering how to say things as much as what I say. This is a human thing. All of us do this. We're stressed out. We're having a bad day. The kids were extremely difficult. Your boss is this. There was so much traffic. You're anxious about the world pandemic. Like whatever it is, you are having a bad day and you by the way, like maybe don't even feel that happy to begin with, not just from your marriage, from just like a ton of stuff. You feel overwhelmed. You can't put your finger on like whatever it is. You're anxious. You're sad. You're depressed. You're already just not feeling so awesome. And then your husband does something that really tips you off. And then you're like, blah, and you just like kind of say it a certain way. Now you probably were right about what he did, but the way you said it made it worse or made him not interested 
in your preferences or not interested in fixing anything because now he feels attacked. So it's the same thing with our children. I have to just remind myself every day how we say it is as important as what we say. So I want to give you this last example of that. Someone is screaming about you at you angrily about something that you did to them and how much it upset them. Now, they could be 100% right and you in your head are like, yeah, I know I probably shouldn't have like shared that on social media or hey, I know I probably should have like been to that event on time, but I wasn't like whatever it was, they're annoyed with you. But here's the thing, their tone of annoyance gets you a little like, well, no offense, but you're not always amazing on this and you're it gets you defensive, maybe for good reason because they're not an angel either, but it's not helping. That's my point. Think of all the people who talk to you poorly and whether or not you were focused on what they were saying or how they were saying it and how it made you feel and how it wasn't right. And then you turned right back on them and were not happy with them. So it didn't really affect you in the way that they hoped it would, these words. So we have to learn as women to be more mindful, to be more mindful, just like our husbands should be more mindful. But this is the podcast for women. This is not the podcast for men. If I was a man, I would say to the men, but we are serving women. So we're speaking to women because the best thing you could do is be the initiator of everything good in your marriage. And you're like, that's not fair. He should too. Yes, he should. And I'm teaching you how by thinking about his preferences, by thinking about not saying you should do this, you should do that. Why don't you do that? You never help. It could be instead, I would love it if. It would mean the world to me if, you know. Um, I love you so much, this if. It just, it really, really, it makes a difference and it will change the way he responds to you. And isn't that what we want ultimately? his response to us. And so number three was, it's not just about what you say, it's how you say it. If you say it in a very negative way, in a cold way, in an angry way, snippy attitude, all those other words we can't say in the podcast, then that's another way to destroy your marriage. Number four, holding grudges and reusing them on him over and over when he messes up. You know, many of us, we have experiences with our husband that are less than favorable. He might have really hurt you and you have an absolute right to feel what you feel. But if we take that thing that happened way in the past and we keep bringing it right into the future and we're going to keep reusing it and rinse and repeat all over every time mentioning on how he hurt you and, um, you know, what that, you know, how that is still not forgotten then that is just going to be one of the keys to destroy your marriage. Because here's the thing about grudges and grievances and all those things that people feel. One, it happens when somebody hurts you, right? It hurts you, right? But then the next thing with that bad event, and it could be anything, sis, it could be, um, how do we say this? It could be him cheating on you. It could be him looking at, you know, something risque on the phone and you catch him. Um, it could be um, a time when he was less than honest with you. Like it could be a time when, um, you know, he, some really bad fight and you can't get over something he said, like whatever it is. It usually happens with these things. One, he hurts you. Two, you over-personalize the offense that he did. 
You take it super personal. He might have been having a bad day, but he just blah, 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 like how you do sometimes or I do. And at the end of the day, um, you took it super personal as a personal offense of him not loving you or respecting you or something, right? Then, then three, you blame him. You blame him in some shape or form about how you feel. And then you end up retelling that story and recreating that story and being the victim in that story over and over again. Sound familiar? Right? It doesn't feel so good. I know. We've all been there at some level. But guess what? Holding on to that and bringing it into your marriage over and over and over is destroying the marriage. It really, really is. And as I know we hope to fix the marriage, that is just going to chip away and pull us right down from any type of that work. So let's make sure we're not. But I need him to know I didn't forget. Well, here's the thing. We're allowed to forgive people and not forget. That's the thing. Sometimes some women think, well, um, I can't forget that he did that. You don't have to. See, in Islam, you don't have to. You don't have to forget it, but you do have to forgive him. You do. Why? Well, at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he encourages us to forgiveness. And he says that the people who don't forgive others, Allah cannot forgive them. So in my mind, whenever it comes to forgiving people, I'm really good at it. I'm like, yo, you can, I'm fine with you. Alhamdulillah. Like I do not need to hold on to that because I need Allah's forgiveness. I personally want Allah's forgiveness. So I'm not going to hold on to that if that's going to, if Allah said that's going to hold it back, please. I have my own things. I need Allah's forgiveness. I need to be in a good situation with my Rabb. Allah knows. Every day I'm a human being. I need to improve. So we have to forgive him. And at the same time, it's to our benefit. And we also have to know that you can let him know in other ways that you didn't forget, but you don't have to keep bringing that story up a thousand times. And please don't share them on social media, sisters. It's really, really bad because sometimes, you know, I have a lot of sisters on Facebook groups like, my husband just cheated on me. Any any advice? Don't, don't, don't bring up the sins of your spouses on social media, please, sisters. You don't know later on if you guys rectify it and you fix it and then shame you've put your personal matters all over for the world to comment on. It's nobody's business what happens in your marriage in a negative way. If anything, we're supposed to cover each other's sins. This is our deen. And you don't want your husband talking about taking a picture of your food and put on the social media. This was my wife cooked last night. Horrible. Can anybody help me? Like, you know, like, like I'm just joking, but like, seriously, there is a matter, uh, a matter of respect between the spouses where we, we should not divulge the faults of one another um, to the public. Alhamdulillah. Last one, probably I'm going to share with you today. Maybe I'll give you, no, I have six. Feeling, <laughs> this one's a big one. This one's a tough one for us all, I think. Um, feeling you are right and that he's wrong. This is a good destroyer of marriages. Feeling that he's right excuse me, you're right and he's wrong or vice versa for any spouse feeling she she's always wrong and I'm right and she's this and she's the problem and she's to blame or he's to blame, like the blame blame game on each other of who's right, who's wrong, who's in the, you know, doghouse with certain things. And it's them, it's them, it's them. How many times we hear from women complaining for the husband and everything the husband is doing. Now, here's the thing. You might be very right. I'm sure you, you might very much be right, right? But this is not going to help you. In fact, this is going to destroy your marriage. So it has to be less about who's right and less about, you know, winning 
or making a point or proving that and more about what's right. We need, we need to have it less about who's wrong and more about what's wrong. At the end of the day, a lot of times the things that hurt us are not what really hurts us. Let me give you an example. Your husband leaving the clothes on the floor and that really agitates you. Yes, it's annoying because you have to pick it up, but what's the real reason it annoys you more? What is it saying in your mind about how he feels about you or how much he respects you and your role in the house? Well, he doesn't love me because if he did, he'd know how hard it is with the kids and he's just giving me another thing to do. Or you know what? He doesn't respect how much I work to clean this house. And then he just comes in after I clean it. He just throws something there. I'm using this one because it's very typical with women, but because guys tend to, for some reason, love to leave clothes. My husband's not like that. I do actually um, really appreciate that. My husband had to live on his own before I met him because he was in um, the US living here for years on his own. And he had to keep his own apartment, like not apartment. He lived with another guy or two, but like um, his own room. And for that, he knew how to uh, clean his clothes, wash his clothes, fold his clothes, put them away. To this day, even if I'm like behind on something, he will pick up his stuff, fold it and put it away. He has never taken anything off, I think, in our entire marriage and threw it on the floor. So there are some things that some men will do. And in other areas, maybe he'll do something else that would really probably annoy another woman. So <laughs> like at the end of the day, there's good and bad in everything. But we have to understand that it's not about blaming him or him being wrong. And it's not about us being right and, and, you know, us not getting our haq and all this stuff like this. Let me just tell you, your better bet in life is to wake up every day trying to give everybody their haq. It's the surest way to Jannah. I'm not saying don't look for your rights and not going into that whole thing. Absolutely not. You have rights. I'm very, I'm a huge advocate when women call me up for consultations on what to do and how to get help and how to handle your problems and be completely proactive and not put up with XYZ. I'm very proactive with that. But what I will say to women is you have to also think like a Muslim, right? At the end of the day, we all get judged alone. We're all going to end up where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes us and, and he accounts for us all that we did. Whatever happened to our husbands, they will be accounted. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them Jannah al firdaus They will be, uh, and may Allah give us Jannah al firdaus so They will be accounted separately. So those things will be accounted for, just not at the same time of your accounting, so my accounting, right? So we have to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-adil. He's the most just. He sees what's happening. Focus less on how wrong he is and more on what's wrong and what's really hurting you so that you can convey it to him in a way that is more productive because us just fuming and being angry is not going to help. If my, if my husband could just do this, our marriage could be better. Hmm. That's not the way you want to approach it, sis. I promise you. I promise you has to be much less about um, the wrong uh, that he's doing and more about what's really wrong, what's really hurting you. Your marriage could always be worse. Your marriage could always be better. There's so much room for improvement. Let's not make it a blame or a right or wrong thing. Lastly, so make sure that you're not doing that because that's a sure way to destroy your marriage. And lastly, lastly, and this is a huge one, being negative. Thinking that you have a bad marriage will destroy your marriage. This is a bit of a psychological one, but it's incredibly important. 
I have so many women telling me that their marriage is bad. It's bad. Every day you wake up, I have a bad marriage. I have a bad marriage. Everything is horrible. It's broken. My husband that will never change. This will never get better. And this whole feeling of negativity will take a bad thing and make it worse. On the flip side, a positivity, a happy um, mind that will say, I have faith in Allah, faith in the Qadr, faith in the ability for Allah to do anything. They're not going to put limitations on what Allah can do in my marriage. You know, no, like no matter what it is, he can fix my situation. He can increase me in my life. Not, not putting limits, having an incredibly positive attitude will have the opposite effect on your marriage and improve it immensely. Even if he doesn't improve. Even if your husband doesn't even improve, it will it will change your marriage. And so this is something we have to take incredibly seriously. That your marriage is bad, thinking that your attitude will actually follow suit in your um, emotions. And then it's like what I think becomes what I feel and then how I act every day. So if I think it's going to be a bad day, I'm going to feel it's going to be depressing and sad and my shoulders are going to slunch over, my head's going to be down, and everything about our marriage, when I go to deal with it, it's going to be very gloom and doom. As opposed to, I wake up in the morning, alhamdulillah, you know what? It's not the best of marriages, but at least I'm married. There's a lot of women out there looking for spouses. They're struggling. There's actually my husband. He goes to work every day. He pays for things. Just think of whatever positive thing it is. Alhamdulillah for all that. There are so many good things in my marriages and my marriage. Even if you want to write down every day, to make yourself feel bad. Five amazing things to, to get yourself into the state. Like, how can I be more positive? Everything's horrible. Every day, wake up and write five different things that are amazing with your marriage and your journal. When you go to journal in the morning, and I, can, guys, if you are struggling from sadness, please, I have a PDF on how to get rid of um, negative feelings fast. It's on our website, www.mindful-muslima.com. This is an exercise you should be doing every morning if you're waking up with negative thoughts of any kind. It will allow you to figure out or own up or vent on what is bothering you and pivot to the positive. When you go to pivot to the positive in your number two in your gratitude piece, I want you to write five things that are, ama are amazing about your marriage. Five different things every day. And believe me, you will continuously be amazed at how many good things are in your marriage that you cannot see because you're so enthralled with the negative things that I know are overwhelming you. All right. I'm not saying these things are easy, sis. I'm saying they are incredibly necessary and on the path to fixing your marriage. So today we covered the six ways to destroy your marriage. Why? Because we want to help all of our sisters. And the best thing we could do first is to give you some advice about what to stop doing or do less on your side. Because here's the thing. A lot of us feel really out of control in our marriages. Like I can't do anything. He won't change, right? He won't get better. He won't listen to me. I've told him several times. I've even brought his family. Like you feel like I'm doing it all and nothing's happening. So here I'm giving you things that you could do right now six things if you really listened hard right let's review what the six things are and I'll, i'm going to try to clarify for you how they're going to help number one investing in or caring about his preferences right that is not caring will destroy the marriage caring everything is like the opposite will do the opposite effect right caring will and change his attitude towards you wow she actually noticed that i don't like that or that i care about that right number two Telling your husband you should do this, why don't you do that all the time, will destroy your marriage. This is when they call us nags, you know, that evil word, that dirty word. <laughs> and it's there's it's not what we're saying, it's how we're saying it. 
it's something where we might be right, but the way we're doing it is coming off as um, criticizing, right? So we have to change the way we say it. So instead of should, we're going to say, I would love it if, right? Number three, another way to destroy our marriage is um, saying things in a not so great way that we might be right about, just saying them in the wrong way. And so at the end of the day, what do we want to do to change that? Say it the right way. Say it another way. Say it a more positive way. Watch our tone. Watch our attitude. Watch our body language as we're saying it, being more mindful. Number four, um, another way to destroy our marriage is holding on to grudges and bringing those stories back in, back in, back in, just beating it up, beating a dead horse, you know, reliving those memories over and over. You're, that means your pain is still there and it's still fresh and you haven't managed it. It says more about us and less about them. So we are going to use that as a weapon to destroy our marriage if we don't stop. So instead, the opposite is forgive him so that Allah can forgive you and don't forget it. Just use that as a lesson for you and put it on the shelf. You don't have to bring it into the fight every time, you know, like you're bringing out the tools, the weapons. Number five, we said, feeling that you're right and he's wrong, he's the problem. That is going to destroy your marriage. So the opposite is to focus on what's wrong in the marriage. And it can't be him. You can't say him and say his name. No is that I don't feel loved, I don't feel valued, I don't feel heard, that's what's wrong. And then we can address it from a very different approach and it's less about name name calling and blaming, okay? And lastly, we talked about being negative, having this overall feeling that your marriage is not gonna work and it's extremely um, bad to think that way because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves better from us. He can help us. He said he would help us if we increased in our gratitude, gratitude towards him, towards our spouses. He's going to come to our aid even more. There are good things that we're not recognizing that Allah has given us in our marriage. See, as we're not recognizing it from our husband, we're also not recognizing it from Allah. Allah is giving us amazing things. Like I have amazing children from my husband. My husband is an incredibly good father. And there's other things that might not be um, like as great to notice that I don't like as much, but I'm sure I have those. He has those for me too. Let's be fair. We're not perfect, ladies. We're not. We're not. Let's be fair. And so we're going to notice those good things. We're not going to have this overall gloom and doom, negative attitude in our marriage, and we're going to be positive. Now, if you are unmarried and you made it through this whole podcast, mashallah, tabarakallah, you are a woman who is smart because you are trying to skill up now before you're married. So high five for you. Really, really. And for the women who did stay to the end, I just want to say you you are showing that you care about your marriage. And I know sometimes it feels like you are the only one doing the work. But let me tell you something. It's not about who's doing the work. Again, it's not about who's right or wrong. It's about pleasing Allah. You're here because you love Allah. Yes, you want to feel better. Yes, you want to have an easier marriage. I feel you. And you will indirectly. As we correct these things for ourselves and between ourselves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we also we also will get what we're looking for on the other end of it. Like it, it doesn't happen directly with spouses. It's a very um, amazing process. So we're going to be going on the rest of this month, giving you tons of other tips. We're going to be doing lives on Instagram. We're going to be doing them in the mornings, probably about seven o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. We're going to come on live. We're going to talk about different topics. Join us. Join us and be with us and share your stories and get tips really quick. We'll do some like little quick lives 
Cannot wait to be with you guys all this week. I'm coming up with the day still. Haven't figured it out yet. I will announce it on my Instagram. Go check it out, my stories. And inshallah, bismillah, I will keep all of you in my dua. Don't forget to get on the um, wait list for the class down below. And don't forget to get in the book club. We're going to be talking about a ton more stuff about fixing ourselves, fixing our relationship with Allah, and fixing our relationships with others. I'll talk to you in the next podcast. Have an absolutely amazing weekend. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.